0: Watches podcast. On this week's episode, we get into a couple of new watch alerts from yours truly and also from Spence. After that, we delve into a couple of the new watch releases that came out from Oris, Frederic Constant, and also Tudor.
1: All right, well, welcome to episode 37 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Hopefully we have uh, quite a few new listeners with us after last week's episode with our buddy Brodincki. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it, guys? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah,
0: one hell of a time. I enjoyed it.
1: I think that episode is going to keep uh, spewing some content for quite some time. If uh, the memes that have come out uh, about joint bank <laughs> accounts and some other stuff keep uh, keep coming, I'm just going to keep list. And actually, I think if you listen to that episode backwards, there's this hidden message about what tomorrow's meme is. So just uh just be ready for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know that was a lot of fun but uh it's just the three of us tonight uh so uh those of you who are new can tune out until we have a guest next time i guess uh we get back to our usual like six to seven listeners (laughs) but anyway we should start out like we normally do uh spangler what is on the wrist and what are you drinking
0: uh well tonight i've got on the same watch i had on last week but i'll I get to go a little bit more in depth with with it tonight, but it's my uh, Omega Speedmaster. Um, and uh, what I'm drinking, I'm switching it up. Um, I've got a bottle of wine for tonight because I thought, why not? I haven't you know, treated myself to a good bottle in quite some time. And it's a uh, 2016, and I will, of course, butcher this name because I'm not French and I'm not going to try to be um, Chateauneuf <laughs> du Bap. And that's what I'm thinking of. <sighs> yeah. You know, I'm not cultured enough to be able to uh, pronounce that correctly. Yeah. Um, well, I can only do my German like Buzz. Yeah. Nice. So Wine not, right? Yeah, Wine, quine, not. Quine not. <laughs>
1: Wine not. Why
0: not? Why not Why not, yeah. Why well, yeah, you know, and I've about half about halfway the bottle, so you know it'll be a little bit looser and a little bit, so we'll see where I get.
2: All right. Buzzy, what have you got for us? You're you're really gonna be at shadow debop once you finish that bottle <laughs> by yourself.
0: <laughs> I drink enough wine; I can handle it.
2: Excellent. All right, different week, different watch. I had to add one more sub dial. Going with an old friend, my Colt Super Quartz Chronograph. It. Uh, has been a long, long time since I've worn this one with any sort of regularity. And I still like it, which is a wonderful thing. <laughs> Quartz, will grab-and-go. Uh, one thing that's kind of nifty about this watch is that it doesn't have a uh, quick set date, but it does have the hour hand. Uh, will jump by one hour, so that's how you can quickly you know, change the date. And that's also uh, a pretty cool air sats GMT. It's an easy watch to travel with. Uh, It's definitely not as romantic as some of the automatic chronographs that we've had in where you watch the seconds hand dance across the dial, but I do like the stacked uh, seconds and minutes hands in the center. It's Pretty, pretty wild, pretty, pretty unique. So it's nothing, nothing crazy, but it's mine and I like it. Damn it. (laughs) And
0: that's what it's all about.
2: That's right. On the drink side, I took a break from my beloved Costco Canadian whiskey. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to have to make the drive down to a Kentucky Costco eventually to uh, retool. (laughs) I still have some, just not not as much as I'd like. Well, well that's closer to than the, Pennsylvania. It sure is. Plus, Pennsylvania, you <laughs> can't buy anything anywhere. They are uh, a garbage state when it comes to their liquor laws. When when we were in college, well, you and I, Spence, the big thing was they just started to let you buy beer in a grocery store. <sighs> Yeah, good, good good, work, Pennsylvania. You're one of the original Indiana, 13 colonies too. Like You had the time to figure it out.
1: Indiana was great because you could even buy liquor at the grocery store in certain grocery... Not all grocery stores, but the ones that wanted to sell it to you had it. Yes. Um, as I've detailed on this podcast with being able to find better bourbon selection in Northern Indiana than in Southwestern Ohio, but I digress. So,
2: so uh, <laughs> if, if we're onto this story, like weird topic real quick. Uh, One, one of the many things that the land of enchantment, New Mexico has going is I'm pretty sure it was New Mexico is New Mexico or Arizona. Uh, You you can even buy liquor and gas stations, but they essentially card you no matter what, wherever you are. Uh, There's not a whole lot of you, Obviously, are like 40 years old, so just you can buy it. But the upside is they'll sell you liquor wherever. To me, that's a fair trade. Anyway, yeah, when I make that Costco run, uh, Strap Habit, shout out to Strap Habit, sent me an excellent article uh, this weekend on all of the different things that Costco repackages. So I got some some additional ideas. Maybe uh, try some of their their Costco <laughs> scotch, too. Uh, yeah, it's excellent. All right, I'll but see to... what
0: it's rated? 91. <laughs> 91.
2: maybe even ninety-two. Ooh, I've got. Can we handle it? No, we can't. Uh, I'm drinking a Psychopathy tonight from Mad Tree. It's a delicious IPA from here in Cincy. Uh, the only bad thing about them is I find that they just don't keep. As in, I bring a six pack home and they evaporate like. very rapidly
1: (laughs) they don't get consumed (laughs) (laughs) something like that all right well i guess i will close it out on the drink and risk check so i am drinking i'll start with that i've got a little bit left of my centauri toki whiskey that i've had for uh for quite some time i think uh since we did the seiko episode with rick uh, which was his yeah. second time on, I believe. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was when I picked up that bottle, got a little bit of it left, uh, working on making some space because I only have a, a very tiny liquor cabinet and some of the bottles I have are oddly shaped, so they don't exactly fit very well. Um, so <laughs> got to work on making some more space, but I felt it was fitting, uh, to do the Suntory Toki whiskey, a Japanese whiskey, because, uh, on my wrist, uh, it's it's made an appearance on Instagram, but I haven't talked about it on the show. Is my Grand Seiko SBGE249, which is the spring drive GMT with the blizzard dial, the uh, 250 piece limited edition that uh, Timeless Luxury Watches down in uh, Texas did. Uh, our buddy Mike kind of hooked me up with them down there, and been eyeing this piece since i don't know probably it came out last year and when he was down there over the summer when he was on break from school kind of eyeing. okay how many do you guys have how many do you guys have um and they ended up uh, a couple of weeks ago with about two of them left so i have number 247 which i like to think of as number 24 7 uh because uh it's a gmt watch and why not have 24 7 uh on the dial it was there were two left. I got to pick which number I wanted. So I figured that was better than the other choice. Uh, not that the other choice was bad by any means, but uh, this was just a little bit more exciting, a little bit more of a personal touch. So I've got that on the wrist for the first time while we're recording. And it's, you guys haven't seen this one in person yet, but the dial, I don't say I was nervous, uh, because I'd seen it a couple times. The dial is amazing. Like most grand Seikos are, but I thought, oh, is it going to be too sparkly when I see it in person? And actually it is it is a little bit more understated than I was kind of expecting it to be, which I actually really like. I mean, it still pops in the sunshine, but uh, just really glad that it is. It, I mean, this is—we'll talk about it here in a little bit uh, when we get back into the main—the main topic because uh, we we have some new things to talk about. But anyway, so since I'm rambling, I'll just go ahead and go because I am way out on left field on today's fresh forum find. Um, <laughs> way out on left field. Um, and so far out on left field that I'm in, I'm on, I'm in the wilds of eBay, uh, which is now they have their whole luxury rating or luxury evaluating service and whether or not things are, but I don't think you're going to get it on this guy. Uh, not as expensive, uh, but also not a watch. So I am out here. We are in left field. We are in in very much left field. So I am looking at, there's two, one of them I might buy. So I'm going to go ahead and and not do that one i have <laughs> a wolf cub black dual watch winder box and cover brand new with a two year factory warranty this thing usually retails for about 700 bucks 375 plus 20 dollars shipping or best offer been looking at winders lately the watch box is getting a little crowded need a new storage system trying to figure out what to do some of these things started popping up on ebay and um yeah, 375, that's just over 50% off. And you know, my guess is you could get it for under 350 because it says or best offer. I don't know. See so where you guys go. Um, but yeah, that's where that's where I'm at today. It's a it's a weird fresh forum find, but you know, all of us have automatic watches. Those need I I like I like keeping some of them wound especially that Dia diastar that I have, because I cannot get to the crown. Like the crown is a pain in the butt to get to. It's so, re- like it winds <laughs> in the recessed position and like the way that massive uh, tungsten carbide uh, bezel holds, like I can't, and it's just, at, no, it just hurts my finger. So I'm, nope. And I'm not gonna, st- I'm not gonna walk around doing this. If you, you guys know, you guys know what I'm doing. Not gonna do that. <laughs> not gonna do that. Not gonna do that. So that's, yep, uh, we'll that's that my fresh form find. Yeah, we're going to keep that. Yeah, that's why it's an audio <laughs> medium, not a visual one. Um, anyway, that is my fresh form find way out of left field. There's, there's several of them around that price point. Uh, there's another one that I'm looking at, which is why I didn't say it because I might want to buy that one. So, uh, yeah, anyway, that's me.
2: Well, geez, that's okay. exciting. Uh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I sure did not guess it.
0: It's probably (laughs) the most boring, fresh form find we've ever had, so congratulations. (laughs) But it's also (laughs) the most practical. See? See? Actually, you get two wars tonight.
1: Yeah, most boring and most practical. (laughs) Why not? (sighs) All right, since you guys keep fighting or the internet keeps lagging, uh, Buzz, why don't you go next? (laughs) All right. (laughs)
2: You see, I thought that my fast form find was actually going to be out in left field, but uh, it's an actual watch, so I, <laughs> I guess that I'm in the infield on this one. <laughs> I wanted to go for something. Originally, I was I was thinking uh, find a nice used Planet Ocean. I was just I've had a couple of uh, watches in come through recently that are larger than normal and yeah that's that's good for for a break for for a change for a difference. I didn't find any planet oceans that I loved but I did just find on watch you seek a brightling super ocean steelfish the Ew. the later version hmm. which I did not know that there were actually two steel fishes if you will. So this is the 44 millimeter version. It's a thick boy at 16 <laughs> and it's got the, the wider, you know, the, the 22 millimeter uh, angle cut bracelet. So this bad boy, uh, the owner uh, says that he's having some financial difficulties. So he's letting it loose for $1,400. It's definitely been been worn you know there's there's plenty of you know scratches typical scratches I would say on the bracelet nothing that would upset me and because the steel fish is uh, that one's brushed yeah that's probably a little bit easier for for it to uh, be touched up at at the next uh, service because you know let's mm-hmm. face it nobody's ever going to like find out on Antiques Roadshow that Grandpa's old uh, brightling Steelfish is worth a quarter million dollars, right? So, <laughs> t- t- touch it up if you want, you know. This one is boxed no papers. It does have a scratch on the crystal at three o'clock. But, here's the thing, all the other Steelfish that I saw were like 2500 bucks and up. So, even if yeah. you wind up you know, getting a uh, a new crystal on it, you're still way ahead uh, value wise. So it, it's a a big, big honking piece, but kind of cool. As you guys know, I I have a soft spot for Brightlings, and that one is definitely Brightling. Fourteen hundred bucks, maybe take a walk on the wild side, live large. That, that's my <laughs> pitch, at least. Evan, what do you have?
0: Well, Buzz, I, I will say that you, you said it much better than Lou Reed. Um, but uh, for my pick this week, uh, I have, and as everyone knows, I do love chronographs. I feel like for the past you know, however many times, I always seem to find a uh, chronograph on the Fresh Form Find. Uh, but this week, I've got a pretty cool one. Uh, it's a dial Hamilton 640 which, you know, I, I don't really know much about. I couldn't really find that much information on it on the internet. Um, the really only reason I found it and saved it in my eBay watch list, because I'm also roaming in the wilds of eBay like Spence was this week, uh, was because it's just a super cool Panda Dial triple register chronograph uh, for under $3,000. Uh, recently serviced, uh, the seller has a 99.1% uh, feedback rating. So, you know, pretty good. Um, and the watch is in really good condition. Um, you know, there's some slight spotting and patina esque marks on the sub dials for what may be, um, some drag from the, uh, the hands going around them. But aside from that, the dial is in just immaculate condition. Um, and it's just an all around cool looking piece. Um, so if you're looking for a sub three grand, And this is also a best offer. Um, So sub three grand or best offer uh, vintage tri-register Panda chronograph. Um, And I believe this one is also, uh, it's 36 millimeters. So if you're looking for a true vintage tri-register Panda chronograph, uh, this one might be for you. Uh, Again, on eBay, it's a Hamilton 640. So uh, that's what I've got. And that's what I'm, uh, I'm sticking with this week. Man, that's wild. Wait a minute,
2: Evan, how did you find that one on on eBay? Did you search in the watches section to find that watch?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you didn't go to watches, winders, and accessories? Come on, guys.
0: (laughs) I hardly ever venture over into that uh, village of eBay, unfortunately. Because currently I just have my watches just sprawled on the ground right now. So like, I'm not even using a box. They're just free range on the ground right now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean,
0: man. why not but uh yeah that's what i got there but, we go uh, i guess we do have a uh, a couple new watches to talk about this week right spence i think you might have a, a few of them we have a few but why don't we talk about newly modded watches for spangler Ooh. absolutely yeah Let's. before <laughs> we get into the uh brand new watches we'll talk about a uh, New to us, modded watches. Um, and so last week, um, I briefly mentioned this, but I didn't want to take up too much of the spotlight because we had a basically an Instagram watch meme celebrity on. So, you know, I can't bloat too much about myself while we're talking to him um, with my new watch. Well, quasi new watch, I guess. Not really that new. It's 99.9% the same, um, but... I mentioned last week that I did mod my Speedmaster which, with the help of a local watch company that I will not reveal because they are currently looking to get Swatch certification, and Swatch tends to look down on people that mod their watches, so I will keep my mouth shut on that. But a a local watch company was able to help me mod my beloved Speedmaster, which is the only watch. Uh, that you'd have to cut my arm off to get. So I wanted to make it a little bit more personal to me, not just another regular run-of-the-mill Speedmaster. So I was able to track down from a UK-based website, and I think it was called Swiss Limited Editions or Swiss Limited Luxury. I don't know, something along those lines. Um, But basically, he was a seller that sourced a bunch of Swatch parts before they... Gobbled them all up and wouldn't give them to anybody. Uh, so he's probably got a small fortune in uh, new old stock swatch uh, parts. Um, but I was able to snag off of him a pulsations bezel and an orange seconds hand. And, you know, if anybody knows what I was going for, it's basically the unicorn pulsations bezeled uh, Ultraman uh, Omega Speedmaster. And, you know what? I can only say one thing about this, and that it looks just freaking fantastic. <laughs> you know, it looks amazing. Uh, you know, I was a little bit leery because I thought for the longest time that, like, I you know, reading on the forums and such, that they were like, you know, it depends on, like, what case your Omega came out of, uh, whether or not it'll fit certain bezels, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's all these things of people being like, oh, you know, it should be war- you know, wary about modding your watches. Um, but it came out just fantastic. The bezels sit perfectly. Uh the Chrono Hand um is just amazing. Um and it's just, you know, it's it's truly now just like my speedmaster. Uh and definitely now one that I will never sell ever. Um and you know, you may be wondering why I wanted to go ahead and do this. Uh well one, I love the look of the Ultraman seconds hand or chrono hand, I love it. Uh some people were like, oh gross, orange, that's that doesn't fit the speedmaster, whatever you know, shut up. It looks amazing. Um, and you know, for the pulsations bezel, like I'm not driving cars and like timing myself. I'm like, for the most part, only going like 80 on the highway. So like I already know how fast I'm going and I don't need to time my laps or anything. So I don't really need a tachometer on there. Um, and in the, uh, career field I am in currently, uh, the pulsations bezel just, uh, made a little bit more sense. Plus it's super, weird and kind of a cool conversation starter for people when they see it and if they see it and actually comment on it, which is like never the case, but like, you know, if it ever happens, I'm sure it'll be a cool uh, conversation starter. Um, So uh, yeah, that's why I decided to go ahead and do it. And it's, um, it's a beast of a watch. That's really all I can say. And uh, on my closing note, I'll say, uh, you know, Robert Jan Brower from Fratello can, uh, you know, issue his own limited edition Speedmasters. Um, and I like to think I did one too. So uh, <laughs> take that, Robert Dan. Look who can do it too. Um, <sighs> yeah, so that's uh, a little bit about that mod.
2: Okay, so a couple points of feedback on this. Number one, <laughs> if anyone, if you meet someone in the wild that notices your pulsations bezel and engages <laughs> you in conversation, uh, one of us. Right. <laughs> that that would be incredible. I also don't
0: think yep. that will ever happen. But it would be but incredible. But if it does if it does, don't be weird. Get their number. Don't be weird about it though. <laughs> exactly. just cool, cool watch person. That's all it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, you wanna just I am with me about watches, yeah. That uh <laughs> Yeah, that would be wild. You I am about me be- with watches
0: after our wives other? go to bed or you no know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so the other <laughs> thing is i i don't i mean i i understand at some level why why some people don't care for modded watches but unless you're trying to sell it to someone and pull the wool over their eyes do whatever the hell you want with your own watch to me the coolest stuff that i ever saw on i believe it was on rolex forum was uh the, the guy that did put the sport hands on the oyster perpetual 36 explorer dial
0: oh yeah yeah i remember you talking but about that make like
2: a blue like a blue explorer one it was very slick and then the other yeah. thing i i saw somebody take a uh an explorer 2 and actually fit a rotating bezel on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's I, cool. I
0: don't know how in it the world was, they did that. <laughs> so it
2: was, it was Rolex parts, too. So this was a while ago, a long while ago, when, you know, you could actually get parts, and, you know, they were probably only normal expensive and not insanely expensive. <laughs> but and that's... That's fun stuff, and if you're into that, the more power to you. The only, the only ethical gray area is if you're trying to to screw someone over, you know, by selling them selling them a, a fake special edition or something. If you're doing something for you to enjoy, who the hell cares?
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. I'll add my caveats in there too. Um, you know, I did not want to, uh, and I researched this pretty in depth because there's a couple other sellers selling bezels. And I did not want to go for somebody that made their own bezel and tried to pass it off as an Omega one. I wanted to go full service. Like I only on this watch used full service Omega parts, uh, which makes me feel a little bit better. For sure. And, you know, when it comes to like trying to pull the wool over someone's eyes, obviously I'm never selling this watch. I will die with this watch in my collection, 100%. Um, but it's good to know that, you know, Omega never made this watch in this form. So, you know, somebody who's looking to spend, you know, upwards of 3000 plus on a watch, uh, should have done their due diligence and know that. Um, but you know, if they don't, you know, whatever, that's their own thing. Um, but, uh, yeah it's just a, a modern recreation of a vintage watch that Omega definitely should reintroduce, but I think uh you know Robert Chan may have beat me do that uh, on the last uh, Speedy Tuesday edition um, but I can have this one, so I'm okay with it
1: <laughs> you don't have enough you don't have fast enough internet to have the other one
0: no, I do not or the funds
1: <laughs> but but you had fast enough internet to get the Laurier, which was a bigger deal because there were even fewer.
0: Uh, that's true. Uh yeah. <laughs> you can uh thank Apple Pay for that somehow. <laughs> somehow that worked. Oh yeah. Yep. Um and you know I've got one more new watch, if I can run over this real quick if you want me to. If not, since oh, yeah. you uh No are go, free ahead. To go I, into your I kinda stuff. forgot about this other little
1: one that you've got.
0: Yeah, no, so this was a just a quick little impulse buy because why not? Um it was right after I had taken a test about three or four weeks ago and I was stressed out and I couldn't really think properly. And I figured that, you know, why not? If I need to sell it, I can get, you know, either all or most of my money back. But it's, um, you know, some people may call me, you know, a watch anarchist or whatever after revealing this. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's a Steinhardt. Uh, it's their uh, limited edition uh, Tudor Snowflake um, sub homage. And, you know... For the most part, I'm completely against homages. I'm not c- against them. Like more power to you if you want to buy them. Like you know, I obviously buy them too. So like more power to you. Um, but honestly, the only watches that I do like as homage watches are vintage pieces. Um, you know, homages to vintage pieces, especially ones that I'll never be able to get. Um, so I've bought an Alpha Paul Newman before because you know I'll never be able to buy one of those. Like the same thing out of it. Um. And I really have my eye on a couple of, you know, 5517 mil sub homages. Um, But we'll see if those ever come to fruition. Um, But yeah, this is just one that I bought because I'm like, you know, it's a limited edition of 200 pieces. If I want to buy it, I might as well buy it now. Then, you know, think about it later. Um, But the cool thing about it is that it's a uh, double signed. So it's got the uh, retailers signed on the dial. Um, If anybody's interested, it's signed by Nomon, which is... A uh, company out of uh, Singapore? Yeah. That seems right. Reti- that seems right. Or Thai? Yeah, Singapore. Yeah. You've never been no, to no, Singapore. no, no. Or maybe the Philippines. <laughs> God, I, I used to know this. God. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. One of those countries. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, TV. that was a cool selling point on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, limited edition signed case back of the limited edition number. Uh, I got number 61. And uh, yeah, so, um, you know, I'm. Probably most definitely going to just resell it because I have it and it's all right. But, you know, I said I was going to sell it two weeks ago and it's somehow still here. So, you know, Lord knows when I'll sell it. But uh, it's probably on the chopping block sooner rather than later. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got.
1: So in two weeks, I'll have a fresh form find that's a Steinhardt double sign. No, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: check the uh, Steinhardt fans uh, Facebook page for it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, uh, Spence, what, have, uh, what about you? I, I hear you've uh, picked up a few new watches here over the past uh, weeks or so.
1: So, people were joking about me having a problem a couple weeks ago with the uh, two bottle kills that we had going on, but it's probably really a bigger problem. I, the fact that I've got three new watch, new to me, new watches uh, sitting in front of me... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we'll just, I'm going to take the one off that I'm wearing. Cause we'll talk about that and I want to look at it up close and you can't do that on your wrist. Um, I'll start out with the one that we kind of telegraphed a while ago and it just so happened that it was me who spoke up first. Um, uh, we joked with Wes Kwok when he was on, uh, one of the co-founders of notice watches that, um, there was a solid chance that he wasn't getting this back that one of us was going to buy it. Um, and I actually, in in all fairness, told him before I even knew what he was sending us in the DMs. And Wes can attest to this. The first thing I said is, if you send us a salmon dial retrospect too, you're pro- I'm probably just gonna <laughs> buy it. like like I'm I was ninety percent on the fence on this watch just anyway. Um, But I said, I would love to see it in person before making that decision. I said, so, but just know that if you send me one of those, you're probably just going to get money back. Like I'm not sending it back to you. Um, So that's the first one. Um, I I wore it. Oddly enough, it was the third technically new watch because we've had this for a while. Um, But I haven't had it in a bit because Buzz had it for the recording and then Spangler had it for a while. Um, So it's been a while since I've had it back. Um, but they just we talked about it, they just nailed the color on this and all the loom on the ceramic bezel. And just, I mean, just the I mean, listen to that, that bezel is amazing. The bezel, <laughs> it so I mean, I said like the one thing that uh lets it down a little is the uh the safety over the clasp. But Wes said that they're coming out with a new clasp, and I'm hoping that maybe it's backwards compatible and maybe I could pick one of those up and put it on here anyway. I did find a better way to fit this watch uh, than I did the week that I had it. So it's fitting on the wrist really nicely. Really love the integrated look of the H Link bracelet. Uh, I want to know which one of you bozos uh, that had this watch after me put the little nick on the D in the notice. I'm looking at you, Evan, maybe? I'm not sure. Anyway. Um, really love this guy.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't wear that watch that much. I'll be honest. Now. I got some photos of it, and uh, that was about it.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, no. Um, really glad I picked this one up. Like I said, it was it was there was a really solid chance uh, that it was never going back to them anyway. Um, but yes, no. I he got my you know we sent him a PayPal. We worked it all out. Everything was fine. Um, but yeah, no. That I like I said, I wore this piece two out of the last four days, um, which is great. Like it's just a great nice. grab and go like solid chunky bracelet, chunky diver um, that I really like. Um, the next one is the one that was my wrist check tonight. Um, and uh, like I said, been eyeing this piece since it came out, uh, wasn't sure exactly how to pick it up. I figured since they'd all be sold out pretty quickly. Um, but because it was only at one retailer, not everybody like goes down to Texas. And uh, I know that Timeless does sell quite a bit over the internet. Like they had a few of these left. This summer. So, our buddy Mike, um, up here in Cincy, but uh, is a college student uh, working on his master's degree here in town and then works down there, has known those guys for a while. Um, and just been keeping in touch with them over the summer to see how many they had left because it was a piece that you guys know that I, I've been looking for a GMT watch and I do like ones with the bezel, but the, I mean, a Grand Seiko GMT with the jumping hour complication and a crazy dial just seemed like a great way to get into it. And right. the nice thing about this dial is it's amazing. It's it's a beautiful silvery white, um, and it's got an awesome texture to it. But it's not like it's not like the peacock where it's you know what I mean. It's not like that big green crazy looking dial where you're like I don't know if I can wear this with anything. I don't know. I don't know if I can wear this <laughs> dialed watch with navy blue, Rick. We'll talk about, Um, but no ongoing debate. (laughs) Say the least. I had to throw that in because it, (laughs) you can wear a black dialed watch with anything, literally anything. Don't at me at Rick. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, um, But no, it's just, I, you know, it, It's it's a lot more understated than I was expecting it to be, which is great. Uh, The the three blued hands. It's got a a blued seconds hand, which with the spring drive is reminds me of those clocks from like elementary school that swept cleanly, but in a good way, like not in a bad way, good way.
0: Um,
1: And uh, I mean the the polishing on these things is everybody says this, and if you've not seen one or like it's unbelievable. I mean there's no lume on this watch, but you can almost read it in the dark because any light that gets in and catches those. I mean, you have to turn it like you have to turn your wrist to try to catch the light, but any, any light that catches those hands. I mean, like you could blind somebody with it. Um, and the, yeah, the, the bracelet, I will say, I've always kind of thought grand Seiko bracelets weren't quite worthy of the watches that they were on. Um, but I've never actually had one sized, so like when you're trying them on in the store, they're like, oh, they feel kind. Of, they they're a little bit. They they, they, they the lug, I mean, the lugs articulate quite a bit. They're not fully articulating like Buzz's Manta, but they're they move quite a bit. Um, they're a little bit more slender um than some of the other bracelets I've had, but like they, it for like when it's sized, it forms to the wrist really nicely, and it's actually a really comfortable wear, wearing experience. So I'm like, you know, this is one of the more comfortable bracelets I've ever had on, and um, I would not have guessed that having tried on a couple of like essentially this exact same bracelet on other watches, like not sized to me. So like it I've always knocked their bracelets a little bit. And I think maybe that it hasn't really been fair. I've never done it on the podcast, but you know, in person it's like, yeah, I think this bracelet could just be a little bit better. And it's like, oh well, maybe I guess I just should have had it sized. Um so yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's that one. And this I almost kind of as much as I've enjoyed working from home, I kind of wish we were in the office because this one, this one I could wear literally every day into the office. It'd be like, I know we have a couple of buddies who wear date justs every day. Cause it's just like, you're perfect. It's a good one. Wa- like this to me is like what I would wear instead of a date. Just It's a little bit bigger at 41 millimeters, but it wears extremely well. Uh, it just, yeah, I, I, I'm in love with this piece. It's it, they did a fantastic yeah. job. Um, And it's weird, of all the watches that I've picked up this year, three of them have been Seiko family limited editions. Um, So we did the (laughs) the Turnograph, which was a limited edition, the the SPB 149 which was the limited edition version of that watch, and this now. So of the new watch editions, three of them have been Seikos, and three of them have been LEs, which is weird. Um, (laughs) But anyway, and then uh, the last one that we'll get into um, is the – uh, Zenith El Primero Chrono Master 38 millimeter with the uh, tricolor dial uh, subdials, And it's on a bracelet, which I hinted at it last week. I love the bracelet. It's extremely comfortable. I love the look of the polished center links. It wears really well. Um, I had to have somebody else size this because uh, you have to unscrew two screws at the same time, uh, which, if you don't have the proper tools like I don't, is damn near impossible. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about our biggest complaint with a lot of automatic chronographs is that they're too thick. Now, granted, this one is in a little bit of a different price bracket than some of the other ones we've talked about, but the El Primero with the high beat movement, I mean, the fact that two millimeters of this is the boxed crystal and it comes in at around 13 or maybe a little bit less, if I'm remembering correctly, this thing is just so comfortable on the wrist, and again, it was another one that I was looking at. It was like I was kind of debating between this and the uh, Zenith El Primero Shadow, uh, the blacked out titanium version. And you know, a couple pieces came in, a couple pieces went out, this, that, and the other uh, to acquire some of these things. But one of the things I was thinking of was, you know, if I'm looking at the Shadow, should probably sell the Tudor Bla- Fast Rider Black Shield that I have. Then I got to thinking. Well, I wear the black. Sh- I wear the I wear the black shield sometimes, but not very often. So, if I got the Zenith, would I really wear it that much? And would I want that? You know, the funds tied up in that watch uh, yeah. in a blacked out chronograph. So, I decided to keep the Tudor and uh, go with this one. And this, I mean, this one again could be a is a very easily everyday wear watch, and the the high beat is amazing and. Not having owned a column wheel chronograph prior to this, as Spengler and I had talked about, the pusher action on this, and this is not a knock on the Valjoux 7750 that is in the Tudor, but it is it kind of is, it, it kind of, I mean <laughs> the, the way I look at it is and, and when we had Matt on, he's like, you know everybody knocks it, but the 7750 and/ or 7753 because the 53 is the one that's in the 369 versus the 1296. Um, which is what's in the tutor he's like it was the first movement designed by computers it falls together amazingly well it has the wobble it's a little bit thick but it is bulletproof so that's a fairly important chronograph movement and then obviously the el primero the high beat the 10 ticks per second and this thing's 38 millimeters like i said, it just wears so stinking well like I said, the only complaint is I'm fingerprinting the crap out of it just looking at it right now. Um, so I do, I am going to start having to wear a glove like Buzzy said last week, uh, a microfiber <laughs> glove to keep this thing. Uh, actually, for both of these, because the Zeratsu polishing on the Grand Seiko, they actually gave you like in their boxes. I didn't know this, but in the box, it came with a mitten that is microfiber on one side. I'm not even joking about that. It came That's with amazing. a microfiber mitten. <laughs> absolutely amazing <laughs> because you need it like i mean this thing the bezel on this thing is all polished and there's like set like if i like i just really just need to burn my fingerprints off one so i can't get found by the fbi or the cia but also two, <laughs> so i don't fingerprint my watches anyway so yeah that was my very long-winded spiel on uh some new things that i've been wearing quite a bit lately and you're probably going to see on instagram for a while because i like all of them
0: Yeah, and. I, I have to say, right, of those, I, I don't know if I like fully expressed to you guys beforehand, like when I was like in debate of like whether or not I should get like Grand Seiko or whatever, that El Pamir that you have right there was one that was literally in the top like three of my search. And I spent a good week trying to find one. And if I was like, oh, if I found one like on the forums or something that was a re- like a relatively good deal, I, I may have snagged it at that point. I was honestly that close to trying to get it. And then, you know, this Grand singer came up and I'm like, you know, if that's a good deal, I'm going to go with that way. But like, that was one that was on my list, very, very highly on my list, because you're right, when it comes to that watch, there was no other chronograph out there aside from the Daytona that is that thin and that small and comes with that much like this mechanical prowess inside of it. Like it's the Daytona in that watch if you're going chronographs. Well, and, and the crazy three. thing, too, is
1: the Daytona is slightly bigger, not thicker, but it's slightly bigger. It's at 40 millimeters. If I'm like, isn't it? Four, it's 40, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's 40.
1: Yeah. Or who knows? And with Rolex,
0: it could be like 39.7. Yeah, yeah, it could be. No, but,
1: but exactly. Until somebody, hey, my caliper, say that. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the, the funny thing about the Daytona is, and, and I mean, obviously, we kind of talked about this, uh, or maybe we haven't, but the three of us have via our group chat, so nobody else is privy to this. Um, for a while, obviously the El Primero was what was in the Daytona until Rolex came out with their own in-house chronograph. Um, but the thing that Rolex did was they detuned it from 36,000 to 28, eight, which I don't know why you would do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can think of is like the service time, but like, I don't know. Like I, I haven't looked into like how often you need to service one of those, like 36, six or whatever move or whatever that BPH is on that one. I don't know. I I was talking to you when I came over the other day, like you need to stick that thing up to your ear and like see how it sounds.
1: It's amazing. It's, it's unbelievable. Like it's, 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 it's nuts. The other thing that was crazy too. So I finally, I got around to, and in fairness, it wasn't on the first, like the, the shot wasn't taken on the first. Uh, so again, uh, referencing a Brodinky meme, I uh, get self-conscious about dates. And I did post a date before I realized that I hadn't set the date on the notice. I did post a notice picture on September 31st. Um, so whoops, um, don't at me again. But, and actually somebody did. So he's like, Oh, September 31st is like, yeah, I literally forgot to do that. Took the picture. and was like, oh shit. Um, but I didn't want to <laughs> take another one. Cause I like, I liked how it looked. So I wasn't going to try to recreate the wheel. Um, maybe I just Photoshop the three out next time. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, but I posted it on my, on my personal account, not even on like the the podcast account. Um, and Zenith picked it up. Like, like I actually got tagged. They they do a post. They say, you know, tag us on El Primero day, which I guess is the first of every month, which I didn't know. Um, and you know, they, they picked the best ones and, and the shot of me pushing the stroller with my dog made it. <laughs> Which I was like, this is so cool. I just got this watch. I put it on my very first El Primero post and Zenith picks it up. So I don't know if one of them is listening. If anybody from Zenith wants to come on the podcast, we would love... I'm actually going to probably send that DM after we're done recording. Let's be real. If we can get somebody from Zenith on the podcast, we should... (laughs) for sure yeah
0: we should uh definitely get some like pieces into review and whatnot or whatever and maybe <laughs> keep for a while i don't know on the <laughs> oral or- 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 yeah, or right <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> so j- just to clear it up though you, you said that the picture had the, the dog in the stroller that the dog's not riding around in the stroller right no the not- dog's
1: and- leash is attached to the stroller handle
2: okay i just wanted to make sure that uh You know, for all the listeners sake
1: that, you know, you're not going like Kardashian on us. Oh, no, 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 This was this was when I think the older one was down for an app. So the little one was in the smaller stroller, the one kid stroller. And that one has the hooks like the hook handles instead of the big bar handle. So you can put the, I mean, let's be real too, uh, hashtag dad life. If you can hook the dog to the stroller and the dog can half pull the stroller, less effort. (laughs) Absolutely. The dog and the baby weigh about the same right now. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and let's clarify this. If there's anybody that's going to be like pushing around a dog in a stroller, it's probably going to be me of the three of us. So, you know, (laughs) if there's any doubt about that, you do have a Corgi and I hear they are very high maintenance. (laughs) They, they tend to be, they love to bark. Let me tell you, anybody out there thinking about it, get ready for the barks. At nothing too. Yeah. Yes. All the time. All the damn time. (laughs)
2: I, I thought that your advice was gonna be anyone thinking out there about it, don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, whatever your thinking process is, just shut up and get a golden retriever. You'll never be upset with those. That's my advice for the night.
1: And he would know. Anyway. Yeah. So we should move on to some new watches that we don't own. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little bit of a, a dive here because we talked about it on the website over at Zeit's watches. Um, but I will say, uh, I was actually like, this is my Oris opinion, really big fan of the color scheme on the Roberto Clemente limited edition, just kind of feel like the light dial with the black and the gold like that of that. I mean, and granted they have a lot of color schemes in the big crown pointer date, but you could do a lot worse than what they did. Um, that one, I I really like that one quite a bit. Oh, without a doubt. That, I mean,
0: Buzz, all you.
2: Okay, yeah it it uh, goes together very harmoniously. It it fits uh, obviously with the uh, pirates' colors, but without being too on the nose about it, and uh, honoring a, a fantastic man. I mean, it's it's a no brainer. Evan.
0: i mean yeah on <laughs> thank you buzz uh on on uh on on my end uh i i guess i'm like going through like a white watch kind of phase i don't know I, feel, I don't have one currently in my collection so like any white watch that like catches my eye i'm all about it i mean i'm i'm sort of like and i'm probably gonna get this wrong but is it, is it Captain a- Ahab from Moby Dick, I want to say? White whale. My yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel like I'm searching for my white whale of a white watch right now um, because I've got some that are clearly on the chopping block that I don't really <laughs> need to be keeping around. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just looking for a really good-looking white watch. <laughs> that sounds kind of weird, but, you know, if you're a watch person, you, you, you get it. Um, you know, so... I mean, Spence, that, that zenith of yours is kind of has a white dial to it, maybe silverish gray, but kind of white. You
1: know, it's got a silvery dial. Yeah, I mean, let's be re- the blizzard's okay. white. <laughs> it's yeah, called there the you blizzard. Okay, right out loud. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, I, I also um, think too that like the the they 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 they're, they're lucky he played for the pirates because like golden what golden black really like guilt colorways on watches are a thing for a reason so like being able to pair yeah. those two colors on a white dial i think just really worked um but yeah yeah it's just me i wanted to wanted to point that out but uh so that's our our oris opinion uh see, BJ, we got one for you <laughs> we got one <laughs> i think there's gonna be more coming later but we are not allowed to talk about that so we'll just just leave it no. there um and- there may be more yeah they're, yeah. yeah, No, we're, we're really yeah. excited. He he's hinted. I think they've hinted elsewhere that there's some more stuff coming later in the year. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, but anyway, uh, I think it's time for, uh, should we go tutor talk or psycho soliloquy? Tutor talk. Tutor. tutor talk. All right, Buzzy. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right.
2: Everybody, unlike Lord, you can feel a little royal now if you live in the US because Tudor <laughs> decide to bring their royal over or maybe it's royale as in royale with cheese boom <laughs> Do you know why they call it that the metric system that's right <laughs> so <laughs> amazingly uh, we, uh, several episodes back when they first released the royale it was a uh, only in like four different markets over in Asia. And I certainly thought, Hey, that's a nifty looking watch integrated bracelet kind of oyster quartz vibes, but without the exotic movement in it, I was just kind of bummed out knowing that I would never see one of them. Well, guess what? Now they're coming over to the U S it's a wonderful thing. Um, the pricing is very, very friendly it's not their in-house movement and i don't care i don't think that that would have made him any better of a watch because it would have meant bumping the price up on something that is effectively a novelty watch so the uh the 38 uh, millimeter steel with the blue dial is uh, 2250 dollars, and to jump up to the 41 millimeter that actually has the day complication is only an additional $75. I, I it took me that Seriously? long. Yeah. It took me that long to check because when I calculated that, I thought that's insane. That can't be right. Yeah. That can't be right, <laughs> but it is. It hey, is.
0: Hey, hey, Rolex, take, take note. Your one thousand plus dollars for a date version of the sub nonsense. I'll say it right now. There's no reason to pay a <laughs> thousand extra dollars Hold for on. a date on a watch.
1: Hold on, it's the date and the Cyclops. Let's be real.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Ever since they added that uh, anti glare coating on it, you can't you cannot forget the Cyclops. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs>
1: so it, I, maybe Tudor listens to this podcast because the three of us were all like, "It'd be like." Not that it was a watch that we were all going to rush out and buy. This watch is not that watch, but it's an integrated bracelet sport watch that is reasonably sized, variations between – I guess they have some smaller ones at, what, 34, 36, 38, and and 41. Yeah, all over the board, yeah, yeah. Like you have different dial variations. You have you know two tone versions. You have some ladies ones that have diamonds that are the most. Ex- Oddly enough, I think the thirty six with the diamond set and two tone is the most expensive. It's still under four grand. Like so thirty four. Okay, they're but no still, 30%. yeah, whatever. Yeah. But you know, what I mean, yeah, oh yeah, it's a it's a cool looking case. We all kind of joked, not joked, like the bezel is going to be hit or miss on whether or not we like it. And the nice thing is we'll be able to see it in person now. Like I I, I will be able to go into Richter and Phillips when they get these in and try them on, which is fantastic. <laughs> like, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought that was, uh, that was just
2: such a pleasant surprise because you, you don't always get those in the watch world. A lot of times those things that you'd, you'd really like and they're, you know, limited editions and a you know, different continent. But, I mean, I, I think this will be nifty. I also think that it may be it may be an experiment to see if they get rid of their style line because I, I can't imagine that that's a huge seller at all. This is a little bit more interesting, a little bit more compelling, so maybe it'll do more volume. And then that gives them some cover to jettison that other line.
1: So, you know, what's funny. Not the <laughs> last time I was in Richter and Phillips, but the time before that I met, I was oddly enough, I, I met somebody's parents. Uh They were just randomly in one of the other Instagram accounts that I follow here locally. Uh, his mom and dad were in the shop. And what do you think his mom bought? Well, a style, wow. I would say. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of, yeah, you kind of guessed it there. Uh, but Dad was looking at the the uh, the uh, the white and orange Planet Oceans, which are those are nice. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah. yeah. Those are
1: serious
0: well, I, mean, watches.
1: I mean, I also feel like too. If we're talking about the Tudor, which is an integrated bracelet sports watch. We should also be talking about the champagne of integrated bracelet sports watches, the Frederic Constant High Life <laughs> that just oh, yeah. came out, <laughs> nice um, segue. and they did a little Red Bar limited edition as well. They actually did the their perpetual calendar in that watch as well. Red Bar did a yeah, ten did. piece limited edition, and then they also did a hundred piece limited edition of the gray dial with a red uh, second hand, which I think is really cool. That red accents on the gray. Really pop, but I mean, they have a blue version. They have a bunch of different color combinations too, which are pretty neat. Although you can't get all the same color combos on bracelets versus leather versus what have you. The only other thing I'll say is I'm not exactly – I'm not sure because I want to – again, the Tudor has the bezel that I want to see in person. The FC – has the dial that I want to see in person. Cause it's got that like world grid motif on it. I kind of, I don't know about that. The, Again, the you want to see it in globe. person. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not bad, but it's not something I would necessarily go for. Again. It's one of those things where it's like, I want to see it in person to see how it works. Come, uh, come on. Unleash
2: your inner pit bull, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> that
0: yeah. coming in hot. Okay. Um, uh,
2: hey, There's something that's very relevant to this, though. Uh, Before we get off of this topic, and I had to interrupt, I did actually meet the Miller High Life spokesman, if you remember about 10, 15 years ago. Wendell. Wendell Wendell Middlebrooks, yeah.
0: Oh, you're breaking my heart here, Buzz.
2: (sighs) He passed away, didn't he? He did. He did. Yeah. Rest in peace, because he was... Just the same man that that you would think from the commercials, just just <laughs> as jovial. I uh, I met him when he was doing a like you know high life event at the uh, Martin supermarket near Notre Dame when we nice. were in for for a game day. So State we, Road twenty three in Ironwood. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. So I got my picture taken with him and got signed picture of him with a hand truck full of miller high lifes proud <laughs> proud to drink high life's. yeah he, he was a very very cool dude I,
1: I dude right. that Super Bowl commercial was the most memorable Super Bowl commercial of that year because that's the only one I remember and it was the one second ad of him just going high life and that was the end of it
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was great <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Um, And anybody around the Cincinnati area, if you are local, guess what? If there is a local beer from Cincinnati that is at every single bat bar that I like to go to, it's high life. Guess what? That's the Cincinnati beer right now, currently. So get on that bandwagon because it's here to stay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guarantee it.
2: I, I think that I relate so well because I used to fill vending machines. So I was used to carrying around a whole bunch of cases of pop instead of beer. But that's that's why we connected so well.
1: Did you that, have no. to ever go and take away the pop from people? Like you had to go take away the high life? Those were <laughs> yeah, my cause... favorite ones. Just wasn't giving people the high like, I got to take this away, man. He doesn't get it. Those
0: <laughs> yeah, are the best ones. Because
2: they, they weren't living the high life.
1: <laughs> uh. Yeah. No, I yeah. want to see those FCs in person. Um, but yeah.
0: Well the thing about those FCs before we like move on from that topic, right? Like we're all like pretty divisive on like the globe in it. Like those are watches, like they're they're like re edition watches, right? They, they are, had yeah. those beforehand. They had those nineties, yeah. Uh Do they have the globe in there? Let me see. Talk. I I don't know, right? Because if A quick they had Google them should be able to solve this. If they had them beforehand, I'm the kind of person that, like, if you had it before and you're going to re edition it, keep it all the same. And so I'd be way more receptive to the globe if they had it on originally versus if they added it on at a later date. Let me check. And, you know, while Spence is checking, I will say, if anybody out there is looking for a perpetual calendar that has an amazing value, Go for a constant, like they have a dress version of their perpetual calendar right now, and you could probably get that thing for, uh, you know, I was looking these up a while ago, so a little a little hazy on the numbers, but like maybe maybe seven, I want to say, certainly sub ten for these watches, I'd say six to eight is what the ballpark. I'm going to put them at. So amazing value for perpetual calendars, and they're they are in house, Um, so. If you're looking for an in-house perpetual calendar, Frederic Constant is a pretty good value for money. Actually, most of their watches honestly they really are, are
1: pretty good value. They really are. Yeah. So the interesting thing, I've got a picture of the 1999 Frederic Constant High Life Up. And I wouldn't necessarily call it a globe motif, but in the middle, there's a there's an oval. And so the, the case shape on this one, either the picture is distorted or it isn't quite round, but there's an oval in the middle and there's definitely like a hobnail pattern or something in there, and there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. So, what I would say is, given the choice between the globe and that, I would take the globe. <laughs> and uh, yep, no, okay. it, I mean, what I will say is, so here's this is the rose gold two tone with a, a white dial versus the original one in 1999. I don't know if you guys can oh. kind of see this. You want you want the new one.
0: Agreed. Yeah,
1: yeah, you do. Yeah. So. I mean, 100%. So yep. it, was it a globe motif in the middle? Probably not, but my, I don't know. my it, It's, there's definitely something there. Uh, the new version looks better. Let's just put it that way. And again, this may just be a random piece that they picked from that collection uh, on monochrome watches. It's the article I'm reading, but yeah, I mean, it also, I mean, it's an integrated bracelet. Uh, it looks like a, a pretty thin H link uh, with wider squares. Very reminiscent of the, um, bracelet on the Nautilus and then it's uh, got a yeah. quick release uh, strap system, which is all the rage right now. So, I mean, you can put it on leather. I mean, it's it's a nice, I mean, it's a nice package for what you're getting there. Um, should we move on to, uh, to Seiko? The Seiko, it's going to be more than a second and I know that we're already at the hour mark, but you know something, if 40 and 20 can go to an hour and a half, we can break an hour again consistently. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We just can't
0: get to
1: an hour and a half. I don't know if we can get to an hour and a half. I, mean, that was a, it was, I will say this. I listened <laughs> to the whole episode. It was great. So this is not a knock on them. And I've I've messaged back and forth <laughs> yeah. with um, one of the hosts. I believe it is Everett uh, who runs their Instagram account. And he's like, you know, we, we try to keep it to it. I was like, dude, what's another five minutes? Nobody cares. <laughs> People listen yeah, to ours. <laughs> <laughs> like, we never cut it in an hour. Like We joked that originally this was supposed to be about a half hour podcast. And since COVID hit, We've never been anywhere even close to an hour. So like it's 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 no. past the hour mark right now and people are still gonna be listening and they're gonna get that reference. And Everett, if you're listening, you're gonna get this reference. And I don't think I'm gonna make it to an hour and thirty-two, but we're gonna get close. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> we need to do a we're crossover with to them. Right now. We're gonna do a crossover oh, with hard. them at some point. It's gonna I be a lot just of fun.
0: Say that. If 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 y'all are <laughs> listening right now, where's that crossover at?
1: It's coming. We're free, the, we're we free every Sunday. It. Come yeah. on. Every Let's Sunday go. at 9 p.m. Hey, this is only 7 p.m. Their time. I can tell because I have a GMT on.
0: <laughs> oh, Ooh. what is that? West Coast? Come on. Yeah. Or subtraction. subtraction. West Coast people get out of here.
1: <laughs> anyway. So I'm a little conflicted about this Seiko release.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, i uh i'm actually right now before i start blabbing i'm going i'm going to look up pictures so i have something in reference <laughs> before i start spewing because i have a general reference in my brain right now we can but talk about after... the one that
1: none of us are going to buy because it's going to be priced over five thousand yep. and it's an amazing watch yep. but is essentially the sla 037 but with a like carolina blue seconds hand and it's jdm only it's a gorgeous piece uh what they're doing with the Zeratsu polishing, again, I've got it on my wrist right now. Like Their high-end Seiko divers are amazing. And even at – now, granted, I kind of wish for 5500 bucks or whatever it's going to be roughly priced at. Again, you can't buy that one in the States, JDM only. Um, it would be nice if you got a bracelet with it. Um, but Agreed. I mean, you can probably find something that fits it. And still be less than a Rolex Submariner. Let's be real. Um, and, and they're amazing pieces. So
0: now. Okay. I, so I, I'm, I'm looking at these photos right now. And so I see the limited edition, the 5,000 plus dollar one JDM exclusive. Um, I guess on Seiko's Instagram, it's uh, the SPB one, eight, three J one. But I'm just confused. What, what is does it have like a navy blue dial it looks like versus the the other one they came out with
1: so i feel like the other one is kind of like a slate gray blue and this one might the dial might be a little bit more blue but the big difference the big difference is that seconds hand
0: it is yeah it looks like light blue I yeah would it's say. like a
1: carolina blue
0: yeah, yeah yeah carolina that's a good way to describe it um yeah that's so crazy um and like the thing about these watches and this is going to be like a weird tangent of like the expensive one, right? Like the, with the Zeratsu, Um, and I, I definitely misspoke on the reference for the, uh, the one I'm talking about right now, as I'm seeing this, um, excuse me, I'm about two and a half glasses of wine in right now. Um, but it's so weird. If you've ever seen these watches, they don't have a screw, like screw down case back. Like they don't, it's just like a flat piece of metal on the back. So, it's different than any other watch that I've ever seen, and I I still don't fully understand how you get into service these service these watches unless you're going in and taking the bezel and like the dial and crystal off before you get in. It's super weird. Another um, are
1: like that, like the, I know the Marine Master is the same way. It's a front loader. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I, it's so weird. I've I've I guess I've never really been that interested in the Marine Master like actually look at them, but yeah, I guess it's the same thing. I've just never seen it before. It was so weird to me when I first saw it.
1: Yeah. So what do we think about the new Blue Willard, the limited edition that's going to be? So, uh, I'm conflicted. <laughs> I know Spangler is too. I mean, Buzzy. I, I, I can Buzzy, go you're go a neutral party. Here. I you're, the a bought, you're the one who hasn't bought, you're the one. Yeah. Buzzy hasn't bought a Seiko limited edition this year. He's talked yeah. about it to us. Yeah, Buzz. What do you think about this buzz. guy? What do you think about this one?
0: Yeah
2: so many limited editions i i think that's a real head scratcher why they didn't come out with with that colorway when they came out with the others that's
0: thank you 100 percent. yes that's kind of
2: a crummy <laughs> thing yep <laughs> like love the work that you guys are doing but that's a crummy way to 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 treat your fans Right. I would imagine that some people may be having buyer's remorse, uh, and wanting a, a blue colorway, the previously purchased. Maybe you bought a, a green, green one.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe somebody <laughs> who bought a different case shape wants a different case shape. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Well, and
2: yeah. I go ahead. I, I just think that if you're going to be doing multiple colorways of a watch Ellie's in, in a given year. I mean, how just small single digit months separated from each other. Why don't you just launch them at the same time?
1: I'm with you. I mean, we've had, there was, there was a l- little bit of the comment on our red bar chat about, you know, it's a 5,500 piece limited edition and they keep doing all these limited editions for the 55th anniversary. And I would say my only comment there is I bought the 149, not because it was the LE, but because I liked the blue dial with the, like I, I bought it. Be, like, so I'm glad they did those colorways. I'm glad they're doing the blue Willard. I don't really care whether it's a limited edition or not. It'd be great if it was just a standard color. Fine. You want to make the blue one a little bit more limited. Good for you. There's 5,500 of them. That's not really that limited. We've all, I mean, for Seiko who makes, a bajillion watches a year, five thousand five hundred is kind of a limited run, I would say. Um, yeah, but like that—that that isn't why people are going to buy this watch. They're going to buy it because they like the colorway, um, which yeah. is cool. And now, like I said, I don't know that I—I ha- I don't know if I have buyer's remorse or not because I was wearing the one forty nine earlier today. I had it on the Cincy Strap Co. Uh, tan canvas, which goes great with the gold seconds hand. You know, just starting to branch out a little bit more from the Tropic that I had it on. And that watch just, and we talked about it, that watch wears so comfortably. It, it was more, it's more comfortable than the Submariner, in my opinion, like that watch wears so well. And I've tried on the Willard and for its size and awkward asymmetric shape, it also wears really well. And it's a cool, funky Seiko diver. That's in, these are both like sixties and seventies divers. They're funky. That's what the K shape is inspired yeah. by. There's something cool about that. Do I wish I had the Willard instead or wish I had the blue was gonna buy the blue Willard instead of the blue 149? I don't know because I feel like the 149 is so stinking comfortable that like not really that mad that I have it. What if given the choice between the two at the same time, though, I don't know how I'd react. I don't know where I'd go. You know what I mean? Like, Spangler, where would you be? Like, I, I don't know if I'd make a decision. I feel like I'd still end up on the 149 because it's insanely comfortable. And that's not a knock on the Willards. It's just, I feel like that's where I would end up. What about you, green versus blue, but also value for money here for you? The blue one for me was a strap and a bracelet combination. I got both. And then I ended up also buying another strap because I'm stupid and wanted to spend more money and put it on a, nat- a tropic, you know, so whatever. But yours only came on the rubber, which it's a great rubber. But this new one comes on the rubber and on a bracelet.
0: Yeah. So uh, first off, before I get into this, I, I want to say, uh, Rick, I would not wear this watch with a black uh, jacket. So uh, <laughs> if I can clear the air with that um, so I can show what side I, I am on Oh, he's <laughs> – Because, okay, because Rick, I can – Rick I can is throw the other one. way
1: though. Rick is I won't wear a black dialed watch with a blue jacket.
0: I think it's vice versa right like you can wear a black dial watch with a, you know i'm not gonna get into this this is just going down a whole other nonsense rabbit hole we're already at an hour and 10 minutes almost i'm not gonna get into this um but um i i don't know like right like so the, the only defining factor is because i i saw the black one and i saw the green one when they first came out with them um the bracelet is just a you know i was not impressed it's just a typical bracelet you know Um, so I wasn't, that's, wasn't really a factor for me when I was buying them. I really just like the green colorway way way more than the black and the bracelet, of course, obviously, like I said, didn't really do that much for me. Um, and so when it came to the limited edition, when it came out, you know, the only really feature that I saw on that watch that would make me want to buy it more over the green was the fact that it was a limited edition. Um, but like you said, Spence, it's only, it's 5,500. Like it's not. It's limited, but it's not superbly limited. And like you said, in Seiko's terms, yeah, I guess it is kind of limited, but it's not really that limited. Um, and so, you know, if I had the choice with a gun to my head, I would probably stick with the one that I bought because I, I love the green colorway, 100%. Um, Blue, I've you know as 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 it sits currently, I've bought way too many blue watches for whatever reason. Like all the watches that I've bought this year tend to be blue. I don't know why. It's not that I'm like going out and seeking blue watches, if for any stretch of the imagination they just happen to be and they just come into my life for whatever reason, um, and I end up buying them. But I'm not seeking out blue watches. Um, and so as it sits, the only defining feature of this new watch is that it's a limited edition, and that would be the reason why I would buy it but do I like it more than the green that I, that I personally have? Not, not really. Um, so that's kind of where I stand on that. I'd probably just stick with the one I have, um, versus trying to get that one. But I will say, uh, after looking at it, um, it looks like it has like a really cool yellow accented or gold, uh, accented, uh, seconds hand, um, and the same one on yours, Spence, with the the yellow accent uh, off of the depth rating on it, I'll and it. the
1: red tip to or the red part of the pip on the uh, second hand that is also yeah. cool, which is pretty cool.
0: Well, my green one has a red pip on the well, second, yeah. Hand no, all, too. The,
1: all the Willards do, which is neat. Yeah, It's a nice touch. Yeah,
0: yeah, I do like that touch. Always, always splash of colors. Anybody yeah. out there? Always go for the... No, it was a colors. a little bit. Tasteful. Just a little bit. Tasteful. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do like that kind of contrast with that. So that's the one thing that mine is lacking is the contrast. So I would love to see this in person to see if that really does make a difference. Um, but yeah, as it sits right now, I'd probably stick with the one I have and be content with it.
1: I think I'm still in the same camp too. But here's here's the, the thing that I will say. We'll yep. stop. I'm glad the blue one exists. Because my mm-hmm. guess is there are some people out there who are like, uh I, I like the blue one, but I wish it I wish it was a Willard and not the sixty-two mock yeah. edition. And you know something? Now yeah. there's a watch for them. You know, it, it was funny. We uh our buddy Mike Stockton, who uh we've been staying in touch with uh, since he recorded uh, as the resident American over at Fratello, um he <laughs> wrote he wrote up the two to Royale and he did it on uh on like a on a poll. It's like I should should we have, you know, are you glad this watch exists or not? And it's, it's, I think to me, I'm, I'm becoming, I'm starting to think about these things as, is less of a, would I buy it versus am I glad it exists? I don't know if the Tudor Royale or Royal is for me, but a integrated bracelet sports watch made by a company that I like and respect. I I own two Tudors that makes quality pieces at a reasonable price, I'm glad that exists. Whether or not that watch is for me, whether or not I want to buy it, whether or not I will ever own that watch, I'm glad they came out with it. I'm glad they brought it to the States. Again, I don't know whether I like the blue Willard better than the green Willard, better than the black one that I tried on, better than my SPB 149. I'm glad it exists because there's probably somebody who likes that version better than everything else that is out there. And if we all have more choices, why is that a bad thing?
0: (laughs) No. It's a good point. Never is never a bad thing. Yeah. I'll agree with that.
1: Yeah. What do you think? That's a pretty good note to end on, right guys?
0: I'm yeah, I'm okay. I would. Yeah. I'm good. Gonna...
1: Yeah. More choice is Never bad.
0: Yeah. More choice is Never bad. If there's one thing you get out of the episode, it's that.
1: Although I don't know if I'm okay that the Breitling by Bet- or the Bentley Brightling things exist. Some of those are pretty bad. Anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I on, mean, um, in general, a lot of Brawlings tend to be kind of bad, but that's a whole other topic. We can get into and, and,
1: and to quote, uh, yeah, good old, not, not to be Scottish watches, I don't know that they've ever quoted, but to, to quote good old Top Gear. And on that bombshell, it's time to end. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Have a good evening. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. See you.
2: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We are enthusiasts, not experts, so don't at us. But you can find us on Instagram at whiskey.and.watches.podcast. Also, visit our website at zeitswatches.com. Zeitz is spelled (laughs) Z-E-I-T-Z.